I love, love being on the job site, not cleaning windows, not doing it every day, not, not micromanaging. Sure. Right? And you, I'm sure you can ask my three awesome crews. Side note, three of the most efficient crews in the company. They're all awesome crews. I just like to be there because I just like the, I like to have my hand in a lot of pots. You know? Right. I, I, maybe it's a control thing or whatever, but I've learned that that's not necessary because I've built a great team. They can actually do things without me staring at them, without watching them. So from a business standpoint, I've learned that, hey, if I take a step back and use my time a little more wisely in other areas, heck, we can take this thing to the moon. And that's the goal for next year. So personal development and then also business development, those two things are really the things that I've learned this year for sure. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Um, I've just got an amazing young leader on the uh, podcast today. His name's Broder Curry. He's uh, um, in his third year at the University of Western in the BMOS program, Business Management Organizational Systems. He went and we had a record that was a rookie record that was somewhere in the $90,000, $100,000 range, um, and, and he basically doubled it. He, he passed the record by May 1st. Did over two hundred thousand dollars with the business with just an incredible team of people. On this call, he talks about how he did that, how he built that team, how he enrolled that team, how he engaged with that team, and then what he's planning on doing this uh, coming season uh, to set a, a, a target of doing a half a million dollars. Okay, so it's just you know how does a student run a half million dollars for the business? Well, tune it. <laughs> Tune in and and find out and then uh, uh, listen and uh, we'll 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 report back next year. So uh, so it's really really exciting what we're up to, um, you know, uh, with with the amazing leaders in our business. And so right now we're in the middle of our recruiting season. We're we're already halfway through. We're recruiting. We're turn, we're um, recording this on September first. So so we only have 150 spots. You know our capacity uh, to to recruit. We're already over 150, and so we are. We, so if you know uh, any amazing people, please send them my way. You can send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. You could have uh, an interested party go to studentworks.com to learn more about us. You could share this podcast about Broder, Broder and all the amazing things that he's up to. Thanks so much. Have an unbelievable day. Broder, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm super, super happy and humbled to be here. Yeah, I know. Just awesome. Just awesome. So so why don't we jump back to uh, what was Broder like before the program? What were you like, you know, in, in high school or university, et cetera, just so people can get a, a sense of you? 100%. So I think the thing that sums me up is just passion. I've always had a passion for something and I've always had to find something to be passionate about. So right. when I was younger, that was sport. I think just as a young guy trying to become a young man, you want yeah. that competitive edge to get out. So 
Broder in, in high school and in university was 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 loving sports, whether it was hockey, football, and that's not just playing, but also watching. Yeah. And then the other part of that is just friends and family. I always love spending time with people. But there was always a little part of me that was missing. And and I you know I was I was really trying to find that, whether it was going to university for business, mm-hmm. whether it was starting one, there was always something that was missing. So that's that's kind of who I was before student works. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um and so you know why don't why don't we dig in um this this past year um i know i'm really amazed you know just for back we were just looking in 2016 we because we grew student works painting so much and we found that there was an opportunity to put operators in territories that we always fill like london like kingston and and so all of a sudden we started a window cleaning brand and that first year our top operator who later became, you know, stayed with us for four years and our senior DM started and his average was 50,000. So, and, and for the first few years, Broder, I, I used to, I love to describe our business as, as we were doing pretty well for a bunch of painters trying to be window cleaners, right? And really, because we really just didn't know much about the business, understandably. But now a first year operator goes and does $200,000 for the business just in 2016, probably our record veteran business was just a little bit over that. So, so it's just incredible. So, why don't you tell me about your business and tell me about you know how we accomplished what we accomplished this year, brother? Yeah, for sure. And, and thanks. And by the way, I want to shout out like 50k in window cleaning. That's a lot. Yeah. Right? Like you got to think like when we're going out as as marketers, as business owners, and we're trying to sell our service. Right. Like it's something that it's hard. Right. We're, we're cleaning windows. We're, we're doing other home maintenance projects. It's difficult. So that was the right. first that was my first mindset when I was starting this business. And then I started talking with some friends, started talking with some family, started talking with some other window cleaning operators. Right. And they kind of shifted that mindset. I know mindset is like huge in student works. Yeah. And they shifted that mindset to no, no, don't think of it as it's hard. Think of it as it's easy and Every single house, every single building you see needs their windows cleaned, right? They need their gutters cleaned. They need some sort of pressure washing done. And you're just there to fill that need. When I had that mindset, it shifted so much. And that's when I went, okay, maybe I can. I didn't think about breaking records. I I just, maybe I can run a a successful business in my mind. So to answer your question about my business and what we did, I think the biggest thing was before the season started. I had met with my district manager, shout out to, to Brandon, who had you know held the past record, um, had taught me so much. I really thought like, hey, I don't think I can do this on my own. I had these goals of running a big business. And the first thing I wanted to do before I did anything else was try to find and establish a team. Right. My favorite, favorite quote, especially for this year is um, I kind of combined too. It's like, if you think of compound interest, right? People call it yeah. the wonder of the world. Yeah. I think of recruiting and training and building a team as compound interest. For sure. Right? Like if I'm just one person, I can only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> I might be the best ever at selling, but yeah. I can't be at three places at once. I can only be in one spot selling to one client. So, hey, if I build a fantastic team who can not only sell more, can not only go out and produce more, can not only go out and market more, then we can really grow this business. So that was my goal right from the get-go. And I'm so happy that I, I found this team. I recruited this team. I trained this team. 
And the best part about it was I just found people who were better than me at certain things. Right. right? I'll be honest, Chris, I'm a window cleaning operator. I'm not the best at cleaning windows. Sure. Little streets and I miss it. Right. But I found a team who was so efficient and so hardworking and they filled that need. Right. I might be good at sales, but I found a sales rep who was even better than me. Heck, two months in, I was learning from him. I know I didn't find my DM. He kind of found me, but right. I learned from someone, learned from you that had mm-hmm. more business experience than me. So really my business, the foundation was just having a fantastic team. And that's why I was able to do what I was able to do for sure this year. Well, that's great. So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to kind of dig into that, like, you know, and, and. One of the things, and I maybe I've said this in the podcast, but I know I've, I've, I've said this to a number of people, but Alexander Gendron, the, the leader of the window cleaning, the most experienced uh, business coach we have uh, who leads out in Montreal and Ottawa, she was describing when her first summer, she had no operators with other team members, leaders, like sales managers or production managers in the team. And that's how it operated. And that was the cap on the business. And so this year, she said, no, half of the team had business managers and sales managers. And, and I just saw a post on LinkedIn. I guess it's uh, September 1st today for, for dates. And something like nine or 10 of her people, eight, eight nine or 10 of her people are going to, going to Jamaica. And, and, and because of that transition. So this was happening throughout our business. So, you know, one of the cool things is we come out of January training and we go out and we start getting leads. And so I, I look at the number of estimates that you got or leads that you got set up, Broder, and it was it was 55 and 50 and 45 and 66 through the first four weeks of the season. So who was out helping you and how did you get people out helping you uh, and get getting those types of results? Hey, we were itching. We were clawing to get out there. We wanted to get out there so bad, right? But right. Well, all jokes aside, so... Um, like I had said, what I did was I really tried to enroll people before the summer started. Or, right. Sorry, not summer, before the winter the started. Winter. Yeah. Right. So around December, before January training, I really didn't know too much about the business, but I knew I couldn't do it alone. And right. I knew that door-to-door marketing was really gonna be that, you know, that power punch, that that foundation for me. So um, I go to Western. I'm, I'm lucky enough to be a part of a few different things there, like the soft program where we get to meet a lot of great people, um, yeah. some teams, et cetera. So I just, in my small network that I had built up, I just reached out to people and, and was, was honest, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it was reaching out directly, you know, kind of going and, and directly recruiting people, or I, I had made a video just saying, Hey, I'm Broder Curry. I'm starting my own business venture. We're looking for passionate dedicated, hardworking students that are results driven. And the results were awesome. People were like, Oh, what are you doing? They didn't know what I was doing. If I was selling ice to Eskimos, they would have been on the team. They were involved. So through that recruiting and that video and et cetera, um, I had built up a little team and I had built a foundation where heck, some of my friends just wanted to help me for free. Right. I was like, Whoa, I don't have to pay you. And there were some people who I've built a great system where, hey, you get leads that convert. I will compensate you. Results driven. They never had a job like that before. Yeah. We had a fleet. So to answer your question, 50, 60, however many leads, trying our best, knocking every single day. We had, you know, three to six people out, you know, Monday through Friday, just chopping on doors, putting knuckles on every single day. That was that was the plan from from the get go. 
Awesome, awesome. So why don't we actually talk about that video? Um, because I know, you know, one thing is, is it's challenging to create content in this world, right? You know, like we, 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 you know, even this, a lot of times people find this type challenging. Well, what if I don't say the right thing? Or gee, I, I there, there I am. I'm, I'm not, not speaking properly. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I can't remember what the term is, but anyhow, I'm, and, and so, so it's like, oh, wow, that'll make me look bad. I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. And so 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 you had to get over that because because that video made a real difference for your for your recruiting, didn't it? So so how did you get over that so that you're willing to to go post that on Instagram, post that on your social feeds and, and have people impacted by your again, your obvious commitment and passion to your business? Yeah, so I, I'm super lucky. Both my parents when I was younger were both actors. So they've always taught me about, you know, communicating and being in front of a camera, et cetera. And my right. mom always told me when I was young, comparison is the thief of joy, right? So if I'm in front Love of it. a camera filming a video or if, yeah. you know, if I'm lifting weights and I'm like, oh, that girl or that guy, they're better than me. Or yeah. I'm filming an original video that is kind of goofy. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, what are people going to think about me? The only thing I was thinking about was, hey, like, I'm just going to film this, make it original. And the results that I can get from it, not what other people think, no, the results that I can get from this are going to benefit me. Right. And I have some fun filming it. You know, it's, it's yeah. fun creating and, and, and being original. And you get those creative juices flowing. It's really fun. So and just, you just go for it, right? Just go for it. And the word, and the word I forgot was stuttering. So sometimes I stutter. And by the way, there are people who get really concerned by stuttering. I've never been really concerned by stuttering. It's never even really occurred to me that I stutter. And I guess I stutter. Whatever. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Chris stutters. And I'm just really committed and passionate about what I do. So, so you know, so that's that's really that's really what it is. What are we trying to do? We're trying to create results in the world. So, so one person I wanted you to have have talked more about, or have you talked more about, is your sales rep. And 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 you know, because my understanding is, was was it ninety or a hundred thousand dollars, or like you know that he sold? Yeah. So. Just a little pause here. I know Mike's going to listen to this. His name is Mike, Michael DeHennis-Rosa, um, yeah. Godsend. So um, long story short, I had met Mike, like I said, through the soft program. And the mm -hmm. first thing I noticed about Mike was just this positivity, this like yeah. this amazing young man who just would, would talk to anybody, talk to strangers and just wanted everyone to feel a part of something, feel happy. Um and also a great salesman, you could tell based right. on communication. And so yeah. that was one of the people that I actively recruited when I was okay. starting. I thought, you know what, Mike would be fantastic on the team. And what he did was he joined the team first as a marketer. Yeah. And I told him about the business, and he was he was in. Right? Yeah. From the get go, he goes, "Hey, like, Broder, don't get me wrong. I would love to be a marketer for you, but what more can I do? What can I earn?" Awesome. And when he said the word like, "What can I earn?" That just had the engine in my head going, and I was like, "Wow, like." People are, you know, intrigued by this business that I'm running. I want Mike to be right where I am. One right. of the things I said to every member on my team during all the interviews that we do was, hey, if you get this position, you work with me. You don't work for me. I'm right. not your boss. You work with me. Right. And Mike, the perfect compadre. It was 1A, 1B, whoever. Yeah. Yeah. We ran this ship together. And to answer your question, um, he sold... And I don't have the exact tally, but last yeah. time I checked was 94,000. 
So Mike, <laughs> awesome. Michael, my sales rep alone sold 94,000, which was the rookie window cleaning operator record just two years ago. So yeah. honestly, to have Mike, who is the most down to earth, fantastic guy, probably the best salesman I know. I know I said selling ice to Eskimo earlier. Yeah. That guy could sell just about anything <laughs> to anyone, but also just an awesome guy. Helped me so much with recruiting our amazing team. That was awesome. So having a sales rep, but a sales rep's not the best title for him because he really right. was a jack of all trades. Um, I know I, I went away on vacation for a little bit. He actually helped run the business while I was gone. So we'll call him a mini operator within my business. Yeah. Having, having Mike on the team was the sole reason why I was we able did that to big a number. Yeah. And and yeah. so so just just looking at the, the the stats, our rookie leaderboard. It, 95, 94,000 would put him number nine on the rookie leaderboard. So, so just showing his, his, you know, what of an impact he had on the business, which is fantastic. And one of the things I always like to say is again, you know, like to me, again, strategy is great. And, and that makes a huge difference to me. The biggest things are culture and people, culture and people. And, and so, so, you know, um, just having the right people, having them in the, in the, in a right environment, who, they're committed, they're, they're, they're engaged, they're excited. They're like you said, they're, they're paid on their results. So they're motivated. And it, so it makes it fun. It makes it fun for people moving forward and growing their business. So, um, and, and those, and those two things, just to add on to that, Chris, please. culture and like those things go hand in hand. Like you yep. can't, Right. Say, for example, you you do great recruiting and you find the best people. Well, if you bring what is normally the best people into not the best culture, those best people are going to leave your culture pretty quickly. Yeah. Vice versa. You could have the best culture team, you know, inspiration, but then you bring the wrong people into it and that culture turns toxic pretty quick. So culture and people go hand in hand. And with that unison, that's exactly what you're just saying. Yeah. No, it's it's just awesome. So. So, um, you know, one of the other things about culture is, is I know you leave, live in a pretty special house, okay, in our, in our, in our business. And, and by the way, what you are experiencing has been experienced many, many, many times over in the history of our business. Like, it's, it's really quite common where our, our top operators will start living together because it's just become such an, an amazing environment. And again, culture, right? Culture. Of, of, so, so why don't you talk about, talk, talk about that experience? Exactly. So just a bit of a backstory. I did high school in London, decided to stay in London for my university degree at Western School. So I was still living at home, you know, saving that money, etc. And then when I found out about Student Works, um, shortly after that, I found out that, hey, uh, uh, he was more of a compadre. I'll call him a friend. His name is Justin. We all all know him. I found he was also doing the program. And I thought, oh, my goodness, we're in the same city. This would be perfect if you know we live together. I know he was looking for a new place to go. I was right. looking to take that next step in my life. And we said, hey man, like let's just do it this year. Let's right. be fully committed to not only this business, but also like our personal, you know, personal growth, development, relationships, right. etc. So myself, Justin, who for those of you who are listening, Justin is the rookie record holder of the painting side. Absolutely. Yeah legend yeah. um i also live with nick fenn who has had family i don't know there's three fenn members in this yeah. business 
Yeah. Uh, Luke's or Luke's his older brother, been doing it forever. Nick been doing it forever. Nick's the most skilled and, and was helping Justin, helping me because he'd been in it. And then mm-hmm. I also lived with two other guys, my friend from, from university, Matt, who runs his own business, super smart, fits right into that mold. And then right. our other roommates, so there's five of us, Mark. He's right. actually referred into the program yeah. as the window cleaner. So woo, woo, now it's two and two. So I'm not going to yeah. get, you know, little, I'm not the little brother anymore with the window cleaning. <laughs> and that house was just, it was dynamic. There were so mm. many different personalities, so many different ideas on life, on business. And it all just kind of came together perfectly. And I feel like our house resembled some of the really core values from student works, mm. right? keeping each other accountable. If yeah. I was at home, you know, at five o'clock on a Monday, Hey, let's get out there. Let's go marketing. You could be doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. If somebody missed a, a check on payroll, Hey, like maybe you should, you know, get that done. Yeah. But then the other side of it too, where it was so nice to come home um, and just have a conversation with someone who, you know, is going through the same struggle going through the same difficulties, but also reaping the same rewards that you are by growth, by learning, et cetera. So it was just an awesome, I mean, I was, I'm saying just, it still is. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> it's an awesome household. Um, yeah. And I, I couldn't have wished for better roommates, better friends, better um, companions than, than than those four guys. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and again, I think one of the big things about, you know, our culture is that again, the people, the culture works so great. And, and, and again, whether people are, rooming together because there's there's groups of that happening or or just working closely it just makes such a big difference so um you know how do you see things differently after your first year's experience what do you see differently for yourself broder what a good question i think i'm going to take that with two approaches number one is like just myself like mm. not broder the business owner not you know broder the record holder i i don't like that's i just like myself right just that that confidence like in order to be great i've learned you just have to be consistently good yeah right yeah. so like i've learned that if i want to do great things like my record or my goal and i have it on a vision board up right here is i wrote student works window cleaning 100k and that was like my oh, holy grail yeah. and i i was able to hit that before the summer started right. just by being consistently good yeah so just from a personal development standpoint, and I know this is what you love to hear because you want to grow those future leaders. And this is what you're right. doing with the program, which is phenomenal. Just from a personal development standpoint, I feel like I've grown so much, learned so much about myself. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but I truly have learned what I like to do, how I like to do things, what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at, what I can work on. Right. And then the other aspect is from the business. I've learned that in order to really grow beyond what I've already done in order to scale further, I need to do a better job of the, the term we hear so much of delegating. Right. I, I love, love being on the job site, not cleaning windows, not doing it every day, not, not micromanaging. Sure. Right? And you, I'm sure you can ask my three awesome crews side note, three of the most efficient crews in the company. They're all awesome crews. I just like to be there. Cause I just like the, I like to have my hand in a lot of pots, you know, right. I, I, maybe it's a control thing or whatever, but I've learned that that's not necessary because I've built a great team. They can actually do things without me staring at them without watching them. So from a business standpoint, I've learned that, Hey, if I take a step back 
and use my time a little more wisely in other areas, heck, we can take this thing to the moon. And that's the goal for next year. So personal development and then also business development, those two things are really the things that I've learned this year for sure. Awesome. And just just for our leaders listening, uh, what what Broder means is is our all of our our team members are paid on the results economy. And so that they are paid on the basis of how effectively they get work done. So if they can get the work done 35% faster, they get paid 35% more. And Broder's got six people on the top 15 most efficient uh, workers in the business and all above 35%. So basically, instead of making, you know, the the hourly wage they're making, they're making 35% more. And on top of that, they're making tips. So, yeah. so, so they are, they are loving their roles. They are crushing it. And, and no wonder the culture is really strong just because people are winning. So tell me about that vision for next year. What do you, what are you seeing? Um, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking you can accomplish next year, brother? So the main goal for next year and like the, not the catchphrase, but the foundation, right? The why I love Simon yeah. connect to start with why. Yeah. Right. The, the why of the business next year is not to run a business, it's to run a company. Right. right? So I know Student Works is a great company. I right. want to run a company within their company. Right. So what I mean by that is instead of having just myself, I want to have other roles. Right. So right. I looked up the guys like Taylor this year who built on this foundation. I want to have someone who is a marketing manager. Right. Someone who's a sales manager and someone who's a production manager. Right. right. That three-headed beast, plus me kind of being filling in the holes of Swiss Army knife, is really the foundation, I think, to take that one step further. And what that allows us to do, and is hey, I'm gonna, you know, manifest this. What we're going to right. do next year right. is that allows every single one of those people to have a specialty. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a question about production. Our production manager is who gets asked those questions. Anytime, right. hey, what are we doing marketing? Our marketing manager gets asked those questions. Sales goes to our sales manager. And right. then the higher, you know, upper level questions, I would love to answer them. I mean, that's my job. Right. And what that allows us to do is to not have any clashing of heads, any egos, any dynamic at all. It allows right. us to have one well-oiled machine that just runs. And from there, you know, we've got myself and three other studs and i'll give them a shout out myself mike is going to come back next year my sales rep he's got a goal to almost you know double his sales i've got another guy brandon who's going to join the team and he is going to just crush it and then my one of my uh crew chiefs from this year said hey i really want to come back next year but i'd like you know that next step so he's actually going to come on the team as a production manager so we've got that foundation already set and we're wednesday september first today and so we're getting ahead for next year and then from there i want to run the exact same mindset for my crews right Right. the mindset this year was instead of finding two people that don't know each other right let's find an existing relationship guys or girls who would love to work with each other so there's that intrinsic motivation already built in yes and then just grow from there have a lot of team environments my biggest thing was hey i want everyone on my team to know each other not just for me for them Mm -hmm. to hey they've made new friends they feel comfortable if they ever work together if they have any questions they can call up their new friend instead of having to call their boss first yeah 
So it's just a well-layered, well-oiled, well-structured machine. And I want to run a company, not a business. And then the goal next year, and, and we're going to do it, manifest it. Um, we are going to run over 500K in window cleaning, which would be absolutely insane. But it's yeah. going to be insane when we do 600. So we're super excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And it's and one of the things one of the things that you're seeing is is one of the things that we're we really see with our leaders is they're it's like they're climbing a mountain and then they're getting up to another ridge and then they're looking and they're going oh whole, there's this whole other mountain right and Broder sees this whole other opportunity and so it's we're putting it as there and remember goals aren't just about that's what we can achieve goals are actually just making us who will Broder be when he accomplishes that and and, and or you know, again, of course, hey, if he doesn't accomplish that, who will he be as someone who tried to accomplish that? And he gave and set up a plan and really focused around it. And so it's, it, there's, there's no losing here. Uh, you know, losing is when people stop. And so Broder won't stop, his team won't stop. And there's just a commitment to go and, and just, just create at the highest possible level. So I really, really love that for, for what, what, what you uh, are all up to. And, and, and then as well, when we're doing it together, that's really important, right? And you see the alignment. I'll be in charge of this. I'll be in charge of that. I'll be in charge of that. Because that's what great companies do. There's real clarity. There's real structure. There's a real focus that everyone knows what, what their roles are. Um, and then there's less inefficiencies. And inefficiencies just frustrate everyone, frustrate clients, frustrate everybody. And so then again, it's all of a sudden, your, our cultures fall apart. Exactly. And I think it's really good. And the quote I, I kind of told the other guys is like the reason why or the reason we may fail is because we're going to give up what we want most for like what we want right now. Right. right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to give up what we want most for right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm trying to avoid that by having it. So not only is it just me climbing up that what I think is Mount Everest to see another Mount Everest stacked on top. Yeah. I want that for everyone. I want yeah. not only, I don't want to be the only one learning and growing. That's pretty selfish as yeah. a leader. And, and you've told, I think you were the one, I think I learned this from you, Chris, right? The best leaders are the ones who grow other leaders. Absolutely. Heck, I'm a big sports guy. You see all these awesome coaches. It's like, Oh, every two years, their whole coaching staff leads. You're like, Whoa, he's not a good coach. Everyone's leaving him. No, he's the best coach because yeah. the people that work with him go on and become coaches themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's in fact their idea. That's in fact, you know, again, not always, but a lot of times it's, it's, they're just, they just have these incredible trees. They, they call it these coaching trees, uh, you know, just coming from the branches and they're just branches of these amazing leaders. Right. Thank so, you. so, and, and it, you know, it's one of the things that's most unique about our business is we're quote unquote in the trade, but that's not where we're in. We're in the leadership business. And so, so if our, workers just end up acting like painters or window cleaners and not that there's anything wrong with that but no what we do want is them window cleaning and being leaders and you know and like what else can i do and how can i see this just like you know your team members stepping into their their new new roles and um you know and again because you know one of the unique things as well is is that the vast majority of the team members that we select in our business 
are going to be future doctors and lawyers and successful business people or successful community members. So again, they're the overwhelming university, college educated people who are really going to be successful. And so we treat them that way and they do more and more and more. And I had a moment, um, I hope they're listening to this. Uh, one of my crews, their name is Mac and Eric, and yeah. they were at a job site, a big job for this beautiful home here in, in London. And they were about halfway done and I'd stopped just to check in on them, give them some snacks and, and you know, yeah. water super hot day. And I looked down at my watch and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here talking to them for an hour because of what you just said right there. Yeah. Two well-educated young guys. And this is for all my crews. I've had conversations mm. with all the crews actually. Just a bunch of hardworking, yeah. well-educated guys who I forget. That, I mean, they're younger than me mm. are, you know, just doing an entry-level job and, you know, they they weren't working for me. They would be doing landscaping or they'd be doing yeah. something else. And we just had a conversation. They were just super genuine. And at the end of the conversation, they were like, hey, like, I just want to say thanks. Like, right. this is an awesome job. Not only because, one, on the side, like like you said, it is trades. They are cleaning windows and, and doing some hard work. Like, it takes a yeah, lot to hard work. You know, it's all the workers there are working, especially in the Canadian humid summer. Yeah. But on the other side, they said, right, this is the first job I've actually, like, taking stuff away from yeah right like broder like seeing you work your butt off i kind of yeah. want to be a business owner one day or right. hey like what do you do in these situations or hey i want to be a lawyer one day like do you know anyone you know a lot of people do you know so just these conversations i've had with mac eric brandon jack pat kimmer my all my crews mike yeah. everyone who worked with me is is so humbling for me because mm -hmm. It's like, wow, these are all guys and girls who are educated, young, smart, bright, yeah. that are going to go on to do amazing things. Heck, hopefully they hire me one day, right? So <laughs> yeah. Just, no. just, an, just an awesome program. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, Chris, I don't know if I'm going to be a window cleaning business owner the rest of my life. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's unlikely. So it's yeah, unlikely. that's right. But, yeah. you, but you bet your butt, I will use probably 90% of what I learned this year. Hey, if I'm right. a home, when I'm a homeowner, I'm going to clean my windows for free. <laughs> all the skills that I've learned, you know, sure. communicating and all that stuff, that's like the be all and all that's like above and beyond the best part of the program for me, for my workers, for, for future people listening to this, it, that's the best part of this for sure. Absolutely. And so, so what about COVID? You know, how did you, how did you cope with the challenges of COVID uh, this past year? Yeah. You know what? That was, I wouldn't say a struggle because it, it was overcome, but it was something we had to, to chip away at. Um, right. I think uh, this year we got pretty lucky. And what I mean right. by lucky is, you know, there had been business owners last year who got really smacked in the face with it. Right. Right. They got hit with the lockdown right in the middle of like the preseason. The, the yeah. April. Basically, really time for your business. Six weeks, basically, April to, uh, to to early May, you know, last year. Uh, yeah, it was really horrible. Just hit. So um, how did I deal with COVID? Number one was understanding that, hey, COVID is going to be a barrier. It's not going to be mm -hmm. the Great Wall of China, but it's going to be a barrier. It's there. I can't just, you know, put blinders on and pretend it's not there. Right. Um, so in order to overcome that barrier and understand it's there, the first thing I did was just talk to my DM, Brandon, who right. ran a bit last year, some other operators and say, hey, how did you, you know, deal with the uncertainty? Mm -hmm. That's really what it was. Yeah. You know, in Ontario, it was it was uncertainty, maybe not week by week, maybe not hour by hour, but 
right. you know, month by month, we didn't really know what to expect and the government didn't know what to expect. It is For what sure. it is. Yeah. So I think just being on the balls of my feet, having a team who was well communicated. Mm-hmm. So if something had to change, hey, um, we need to stand 10 feet back from the doors or hey, today right. guys, we can't market this week. Oh, oh, someone on the team has COVID. Okay, we're going to make sure we get tested, right? Just being a well-communicated as a team, I think I could just on the you know snap of a finger, drop of a dime, I could inform everyone. And I think that's how we really overcame it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best thing was though, was just making sure we were following all the guidelines so that was never an issue. Right. Wearing our masks, standing back from the doors, all that stuff. But all that stuff aside, I also kind of want to say like, not thanks to COVID, COVID sucks. Yeah. Right? But it was really an opportunity for us. And we took advantage of that opportunity because you got to remember like the framework in StudentWorks past, what I heard was, you know, you really want to go marketing and optimize when people are going to be home. Yeah. Market, you know, in the afternoon, nighttime. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, people were home a lot. All the time. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and, and school was online. So really we could optimize those marketing hours. Yeah. Yeah, I can market during the day. I can market yeah. in the afternoon. I can market pretty much any time that isn't, you know, 10 p.m. to sure. 9 a.m. Yeah. So although COVID was a struggle, it was uh it was something that we just needed to chip away at, be in constant communication, be safe, follow those guidelines. <laughs> and really we took advantage of I like to call the opportunity that was presented to us. Yeah, yeah. It's- you know, why is this happening for us? And and you're right. And it's interesting. Uh, contactability is one of the most important parts of our business is, is, you know, especially early on, we love to, we love, we, we do most of our marketing really in January and February and March, you know, sort of outreach. And then, then the market turns and people start reaching back out to us. We're in the neighborhood, yeah. lawn signs, flyers, all these different things. They start, people start coming back to us, but um, one of the exciting things is is that I really believe moving forward, most people will spend more and more time in their homes. You yeah, know, that's what I think will will happen. Um, and work more from home, then and that will assist our business long term. And 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 it won't just be the impact of COVID. I think one of the the, the real impacts is is I think people are seeing that it just works to work from home. It's just I save that commute. I, I can, you know, and there's some days where, yes, we should all get together. It's just like in our business, we're going to come get training together and then otherwise, hey, let's just get more effective. So I, so I think it's going to change, uh, change how, how people do business and, um, and, and definitely it's going to be a plus for us moving forward. And I think, I think another big thing too, and I, this just kind of snapped to mind. I remember, and I'm not a day trader or a stock sure. guy, you mean, yeah. I, I need to learn there. Anyone in stocks call <laughs> me, but. I know when, when, you know, I think it was March 13th or 12th. I forget the date when, when that first lockdown came in Ontario. Yeah. If you look at like the companies who were performing well during a market decline was those companies who just took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. So big company was like Shopify, right? Like an online company. There's a lot of online shopping going on because no one could yeah. leave their home. Yeah. Tesla a company who was big on innovating was going yeah. up. These companies who just took advantage of the trend and just were lucky enough to align with what was happening. Well, you just talked about it. People are not only now, but in the future, seeing the benefits of working from home. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're lucky we do home maintenance projects. Yeah. So, you know, 
Chris is typing on his computer and he keeps looking at that wall. Man, I do not like that color. You know, my wife painted it. <laughs> yeah. We need a color consultant. We need to paint that. And then, you know, you know, Jimmy or John or, or, or Justin or Nick, any of these guys, oh, they get a knock on the door. Oh, it's a young, ambitious kid who's out there door-to-door marketing in the snow. They're, oh, they're selling painting. Boom. We've just aligned want in the need. And I think that's the big thing. Window cleaning too. Heck, a lot of people's offices, there's a window there. And if it looks dirty, we just happen to hop on that trend. So we really got, um, I don't want to say lucky. Because luck is when opportunity meets preparation. We definitely yeah. have both of those in student work. So absolutely, we have both of those, and we just we took advantage of the opportunity with amazing preparation. One hundred percent. And so, so before my last questions, I know we talked about this past year, this incredible year, that your future for next season. But anything else you'd like to share with our young leaders on, on the podcast? Yeah, I think, I think a big thing for me at least, um, is I've always had the idea of being entrepreneur. Right. I've always had this idea of, oh, there's so much in life that I can do. Right. Right. But like, those are just like dreams. So like there's two quotes that go with that. Number one is like the future just belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Right. Right. Future just belongs to, to those people. And then number two, And, you know, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see it. And I know, Chris, we had the award ceremony. My lock screen, I said this at the award ceremony. um, It's a picture of skydiving, which I was lucky enough to go skydiving recently. And it just says, die with memories, not dreams. Right. That's that's a big thing for me. And both those quotes have the word dreams in them. Right. But then not only are they dreams, because dreams just stay in our head. Absolutely. And I think that's who I was before the program. I was ideas and creativity and maybe and no rainbows and butterflies, but right. really this world is so amazing and there's so much opportunity and it's the people who just go out and make those memories and just say, today's the day, not one yeah. day. This is day one and just go after it and get after it. Absolutely. Really, 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 um, you know, then become the people that other people aspire to be. And I know yeah. I'm definitely not there yet. And Chris, I think you kind of are there. I know I definitely listen to you and, and, and really appreciate and respect you as, as a man. I know a lot of people listening do too. And I know we'd all love to be there. So that was the, mm-hmm. the thing for me was, you know, just die with memories, not dreams. So for those people listening, make today the day. If I'm awesome. your, your Gandhi <laughs> right now, get up off, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this at home, yeah. get up and, and go tell your mom that you love her. Well, that's a great thing. Go, great action. Right. Go and go and start that business that you've been thinking of since grade nine. Yeah. Go and ask out that girl that you've always wanted to ask out. Go do whatever you have in your mind, those dreams. Go make them a reality. Because 10 years from now, when you've had a lot of tomorrows, you've had a lot of maybe I could start, you're gonna look back and go, Oh my gosh, I just started and look how far I've come. And -hmm. just like you said, Chris, they're on that first mountaintop. They're gonna look up again and see, look how far I can still go. So that's the big thing. Every single one, every person listening to this is a leader already is going to be a better leader in the future. So just go out there and get after it. Die with memories, not dreams. That's, that's my uh, Ted talk for today. Love it. So I love the Ted talk and I, and I can't agree more, you know, to me, to me, it's all comes down to actions. And, and one of the things that you said earlier was, was it's, it's, it's really about a bunch of average activities, average days, average results, just doing it, doing it, doing it. But it turns into 
incredible performance, especially if, when I add that to recruiting an amazing team, right? So, so, so I get leverage, I get, you know, all these people working together. So, so I just, I just, I just love that. And, 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 you know, and part of it is as well as having the confidence, it can work out, you know, so, so that's, that's a big thing. So final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of Broder? The leaders of tomorrow, um, I think of initiative, right? Because we live in a world that's so ever changing, right? Not right. only with COVID, but with technology, with nuances, with all these amazing things that are going on. I think of initiative and I think of, of passion and creativity, right? Because and I know, I think I forget one of my high school teachers told me this. They told me that, hey, when Broder, when you and, and all these people in this awesome class, when you guys graduate university, maybe half of you are going to have jobs that we don't even know what they are yet. Sure. Sure. Right. Like there's so much nuance going on. There's so many opportunities. There's so many strands that are opening up. I think the leaders of tomorrow are the ones that are going to take that initiative. Really, really get after it, be creative, be passionate about something and just make it a world that, you know, we're going to want all of our kids to grow up. And I think that's really what the leaders of tomorrow are. And I think those leaders of tomorrow can be leaders starting today. And I'm, and I'm super excited to hopefully be one of those. I'm yeah. super excited to have the privilege to get to know a lot of those people. And I think, I think that's the three, the three blocks is, is passion, creativity, and just going out and getting after it. Fantastic. Well, uh, Broder, I, I love that. I, you know, again, I think it's really, really clear your uh, commitment, your focus um, is, 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 is really obvious. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, just, just, you know, the, the, the one big thing for me, is passion, you know, just real commitment, real energy, and, and it's inspiring to be around. I'm sure that's a big reason why you're attracting these really amazing people to your business. So I'm super excited. You know, one of the things that we, we um we love to do is is have record breakers because what we see is is when people go and set that bar you know they're going to be a whole bunch of people gunning for that 200k goal and the neat thing is broder's going to be excited to see someone break his goal break his target because that's who we have in our businesses is here i'll show you how i did it you know and and then broder's going to be aiming to go to another target and just like we do on both sides of the business and it, it's just it really is amazing so so uh, thanks so much for making time today and making a difference uh, with our leaders. Thank you so much, Chris. Just want to okay. say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Super, super uh, awesome to be on here. I know anyone listening, just uh, put your mind to it. Join the Student Works program. Work hard and <laughs> uh, you can be here too. And I want that record to get broken. Come on. Someone's got someone's to dethrone me. I know I got to dethrone some awesome guys as well. So come on, break it. Okay. Take care, Broder. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, 
visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.